WKNC 88.1. That song you just heard before this was Dawn of the Buffalo with Positive Fiction. And before that, you heard the Dapper Conspiracy with The Answer. They're actually here in the studio with me today for a pre-local band, local beer interview. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> They'll be playing tonight at Tiernanog Irish Pub. Uh, all three bands should start around 9.30. It's actually a priest or... The kickoff for SparkCon, basically. If you don't know about that, it's a festival downtown. It's awesome. Lots of local acts, just about music, photography, art, circus, anything you can think of uh, that's starting tonight. So, guys, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, just what you do in the band and who you are? My name is Matt. I play drums. Jack. play guitar and backup vocals. My name is Marcus, and I play the keyboard. My name is Tommy, and I play lead guitar and harmonica. My name is Ben. I'm the front man and the bassist. Perfect. So tell me a little bit about how you guys got together and where you were before you did get together. Well, we all played in other bands for a while, and uh, I guess everybody was just kind of exploring different options, and I got up with Matt. Um, I'm Ben. Yeah, <laughs> I got up with Matt, and... Uh, and we had some spare time to kill, so we picked up an idea, and we had a we had a friend of ours playing on guitar for a little bit, but he recommended us Tommy, and then uh, once Tommy joined the group, it kind of snowballed and just picked up a lot of speed. <laughs> yeah, Tommy and I, uh, this is Jack, Tommy and I were in, or are in, a local band called the Black Ashleys that's more in the uh, hard rock, psychedelic field. We uh, We play around here occasionally. Um, but uh, Tommy came in Dapper first and brought me along after a couple practices, and it, it gelled pretty well. And this is Marcus. Tommy and Jack, they found me and brought me along. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the best piano players in the area. He's fantastic. And he's the best dressed. Yeah, absolutely the best dressed. <laughs> Impeccable. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Great, so I'm going to go ahead and play your next song. Do you want to go ahead and give our listeners a little bit of an idea of what to expect from your sound? Well, we're definitely showmen first and foremost. The first song you heard from us, The Answer, kind of sets up the story that we tell when we perform. And uh, it's it's at a bar, and you got this not-so-awesome husband that's hanging out at the bar when he should be home with his wife. <laughs> And his wife comes looking for him, and uh, he gets some buddies to cover for him. And that's, that's how we set it up before we play the next song, called He's Not Here, But He Is.
And we're back. Again, that song was by The Dapper Conspiracy, and they're here in the studio with me, which is super exciting. <laughs> so do you guys want to tell me a little bit more about your your vibes? I guess I don't... Um, yeah. So I know you've got a very specific time period. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your band. Well, we are uh, kind, of a, kind of a rock and roll Kind of uh, like a prohibition air type uh, party rock, I guess, type music, I guess. Uh, I just, uh, I really enjoy playing it with these guys because it's, uh, everyone brings a different set of skills to the table. Everyone comes from a different genre, background of music. So when we play together, it's very, uh, it's, it's like old friends just shaking hands. And it's, it's a blast. So the, it just comes really fluid and natural. And we try to evoke some of the feel of that time period too. Like Tommy that was just speaking plays mean harmonica and uh, kind of gets that, you know, folky, uh, you know, railroad hitchhiking kind of, you know, almost yeah. Woody Guthrie mm-hmm. feel to it, but with some more hard rocking and Marcus brings this uh, gospel background with the, with the piano. And Absolutely. Fluttering fingers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, he, he adds a whole nother layer over the top of it. I'm trying to keep up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack, what he I know he's I know he's being really nice here, but he he himself has a really uh really perfected the claw hammer style, uh, but does it on some uh, on, a, on an acoustic guitar and really nails it. Uh, so there's a little bit of bluegrass flavor there too. Yeah. And what can we say about being on the bass? Yeah. Always holding it down yeah, really and singing good. at the same time, which is yeah. no easy task. Awesome. Yeah, and the fact that we have one of the best drummers in town, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah, Mr. Versatile yeah. over here. I will say that I think I think one of my favorite songs is uh, number four. It just gives me a certain feeling inside every time I play it, and it just just makes me go. Just makes it's up tempo. It's, uh, it's just gets me going. Like anytime I get up and just <laughs> we dance every time we play it. It's a lot of fun. That's some incentive for our listeners to keep on listening to the end. I'll be playing that song at the very last bit, and. The show is tonight, so you can see them tell this story live at Tirnanog. So, speaking of your performance, can you tell me a little bit about your performances? <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, because it's a performance, I mean, we do perform the same act every time because it's one story. And we, we have written other songs, like... Um, by the time we were done writing this story, we already had three or four songs that we'll already have to record for the second album, just because we have to stay within the story and perform it the same way every time. But it feels new, at least to me and the guys each time, just because every time you're trying to play it as perfect as it can. And you know, each time I do the little narration in between, and a couple of words are different, and uh, you know, I could uh, perform something three times before... I lock in what I'm going to say, and then I'll say it that way every single time, like Zen Mastery. And we, we try to get real theatrical with it. And we dress real nice. Oh, yeah, we dress we sharp. Just real nice. You mean dapper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very dapper. So you are telling a story about it. Where did that concept come from? Did you draw any uh, influence or inspiration from any? Can you tell me a little bit about that? That's Ben's ball. Yeah, we have to ask Mr. Ben yeah. about that. All right, now this is cool. It totally spiraled out of itself. When Matt and I started it, we um, we were just jamming around, and we had one riff that got stuck in my head, and it was number two. It was He's Not Here. That came first. And we actually were calling ourselves He's Not Here at the time until 
we got more of the story. And then I don't know how I lived in Raleigh for so long without knowing there's a bar called He's Not Here out in Chapel Hill. But yeah, so we had to we had to ditch that. Um, but the way we wrote and the lyrics that just popped up, suddenly we had these characters. And then we wrote the answer where we set the stage. And then as we're, because, you know, you have to rhyme some things sometimes and fill in some beats as far as lyrics when you've already got the music and you're just trying to fill in the words. And then we would just kind of create these characters out of ne out of necessity. Like, all right, well, we did this lyric and, oh, okay, so... um now our main wife character has a brother. Okay, what are we going to do with this brother? And that's, uh, that's where we go in song three, because her husband snuck out back behind the bar where they, uh, they're gambling, and her brother's there, so it's his brother-in-law. And his brother's a, a gambling addict and starts hitting him up for money, like, you know, hey, I'm on hot streak, I'm on hot streak. You know, let me some money and, uh, let me some money and I'll win big. But then the song is about him basically losing it all, all over again, and plot thickens. With more characters comes more conflicts, mm -hmm. always. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> Plus, uh, it also really helps that uh, we're all uh, NC State alumni, and uh, we've all been, we're all from Raleigh, and so we, we really feel like we, we bring a really big piece of Raleigh to our music, and uh, yeah, go pack. Well, the, the four is from Raleigh. I'm from Kentucky. Oh, <laughs> I've been Sorry, here like yeah, over yeah. 10 years though, but I love Riley. That's all you got to do. Just love it. Don't have to be from here. Right. So moving on from the actual writing process, can you tell me a little bit about your recording process? Yeah, we, uh, I mean, since we're so into the live show and the, the whole sequence of events there, we do like to record live as much as possible or in that old school, you know, just some dudes around a, a couple mics, you know, just to give it that feel. I think that we feel that something gets lost a lot of time when you chop it up and track everything separately and you lose some of the passion and, uh, you know, the rawness that comes with that live feel. You're in the same room with everybody else. You can look them in the face. You're not just relying on your headphones. You're relying on real sounds that are in the same room. And uh, I think that sometimes makes all the difference on whether a track has soul or not, you know. So we try to push for that as much as possible. I mean, we have to overdub things, of course, but we try to lean away from that if we can get away with it, you know. We also had a really good sound engineer, Robbie Dooley. Little shout out. What's up, Robbie? Um, he really did well with the sound because when I approached him with it, I gave him two CDs, for example. Um... Uh, WKNC loves Andrew Bird, obviously. His uh, Hands of Glory album, they did the same thing. They're like, all right, we're going to get in a big church barn room thing, and it's just going to be roundup style around a couple microphones. And I told him that I wanted the EQ from that, the way they were able to blend everything, and you could still hear everything brilliantly, but with a little bit of the sheen from you know, some studio-recorded versions like, uh, like The Devil Makes Three. They, I mean... They've still got that rawness and that live feel, but you can still hear the crisp audio quality. And he, uh, Robbie did great. He blended the two of those and gave us what you're listening to. Great. Let's go ahead and uh, hear some of that. Do you want to go ahead and introduce your third song? Oh, I already did. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the husband and the brother-in-law out behind the bar. Gambling. Gambling. Yeah. 
Yep, this song is called Serious Business. business by the dapper conspiracy um so let's keep it on rolling uh can you tell me a little bit about your obstacles that you've had to how long have you been together 
Well, Ben approached me about coming up on a year. Well, it was probably October last year, November, somewhere around there, um, with this idea in mind. And uh, then we, that's when he was telling you before we kind of got together and started figuring stuff out. So about a year, but then, you know, Tommy and Jack, you guys came on maybe January, maybe February. right after the new year. Yeah. yeah. And it's then actually, they brought Marcus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. kind of funny. I remember the first time Matt and I got together because he was uh, – He's got drums and I've got bass, and so no one was playing any lead or anything, and we ended up just kind of sitting around drinking beers, looking online at different types of bands that had the sound that we liked, and you know, looking up uh, even like clothing pictures and stuff for like the type of style we would dress in. It was it was a total bro moment. <laughs> yes, musical <laughs> bromance. So in that time, what kinds of obstacles have you had to overcome? being able to get together as much as we want to i think and uh you know finding places to play well that's the ever present battle for most bands you know it's felt pretty natural honestly to me for the most part yeah we all get along really well really respect each other so that's been that's been like really a really good thing and people really respond like we play and uh one thing I wanted to do was be in a band where somebody, you know, got up and danced. And, you know, more often than not, people get up and dance. And it's cool. None of that. Hands in the pockets, nod heading. Right. <laughs> Head nodding. Nod heading. Head nodding. Um, I so, like so, what, um, I had a question in my head. And it's gone now. Oh, right. So what are some of the goals that you've got for the band? Are you looking to bring it anywhere specific? You're just playing to play? I'm looking forward to big things with Dapper Conspiracy. I mean, since we've been together, we have grown. We have grown with fans. And I I think big things are coming for us. Mm-hmm. And Steady growth in the in the Raleigh music scene. We'd like yeah. to keep moving moving up as far as that's concerned, but also branching out other places in North Carolina and you know the south in general i think we have we have a sound that can appeal to listeners in uh in this general region but that it can expand beyond that too i would love to break the state line really really soon yeah that'd be great because we've we've pretty much kept it in wake county so far and that needs to change yeah speaking of um local music like playing shows around here what is your take on you know local music versus commercial music the stuff that you hear on like 105.1 and that kind of stuff what's well what's what channel is that uh g105 <laughs> i don't know about that one I don't know. you mean there's we other stations only listen, we only listen to 88.1 right yeah. <laughs> well i mean obviously with more commercial radio stations and i'll try and keep it short because i could talk your ear off um there's more funding and there's more opportunity to do some really cool events that you just can't really afford on a local level. Um, grassroots efforts, local efforts, they they give you true heart and soul, though. Like, you go and you see people shine just for an instant. They may not be career musicians. They may not be doing this five or ten years from now. I mean, we, we hope to. But, you know, the local stuff, it's one of those beautiful fleeting glimpses and it's always growing and always changing kind of like how we were in other bands and now we're in this band like it just shows how in five years even just who you're playing music with changes and i love raleigh i love playing for everyone in raleigh like it's yeah 
I you get that. heart and you get raw power and you get variety. There's a lot of different kinds of music coming out of this city in particular, I think. And it's it's there for everybody to experience. And it should only get bigger. Have you seen any of the new articles out lately? It's supposed to be like 71% by 2030 growth in Raleigh. Didn't we just get like uh, on some list about, you know, upcoming culture? Like, I don't know. Raleigh and Charlotte got something I heard on the radio today. Yeah, yeah I... I actually work at a restaurant and people from out of town, I was like, why are you here? <laughs> and they're all like, Raleigh's actually on a list. You're on this list and you're on this list and you're on, we're making it to lists. The growth is very <laughs> obvious, very obvious. I moved here from kind of the, uh, the Western region close to Asheville, Waynesville specifically about eight years ago to start going to school here. And the growth, especially downtown and now around campus is like exponential. Mm-hmm. Like you can see it every day. And I'll drive down a different street and be like, that wasn't there a month ago, you know? It's, you can it's feel it in huge. the huge. Well, not huge city, but it's it's getting bigger by the day, for sure. It's exciting. We just broke a million people, yeah, population-wise, in Wake County, people. apparently. So, really? Yeah. I yeah, actually did. As of, like, last month is what yeah. I heard. That's awesome. So hopefully with the growth of the city, there will be more and more venues, more and more, you know, different musical opportunities. And with that, what is your take on, you know, free shows versus paid shows? That is kind of a subjective subject. It depends on what level you're playing, what kind of shows you're netting, the draw that you're getting. Um, paid shows for large acts that require more money, it's, you know, money's got to make ends meet. And the venue's got to pay the power bill to even just open up for the night. Free shows for bands that are getting started and learning their hustle, mm-hmm. this is just how you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one's really going to come to the show unless you work it. you got to learn how to be a salesman for your music. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I, re- I read this blog, this Ari's Tate guy, like religiously, and he talks about the dollars and cents of music business and how there's no money in CD sales anymore, and even streaming sales, you have to get thousands of listeners and plays before you can even get anywhere from like 1,000 to 5,000 revenue back. Number one, number one, your first money is in selling your merch, and people are going to buy merch if they like you. So the first thing you got to sell is you. And so if you're going to work a free show, work it, and keep working it, until you can legitimately ask for more. And then you start bumping into the realm of paid shows, ones that you get enough of a cut of something that in order to even balance the venue's budget, they have to charge at the door. Great. So uh, let's go ahead and start talking a little bit more about you again. So tell me a little bit about any shows you've got (laughs) Any shows you've got coming up? That was cute. Well, we are playing tonight. If anyone wants to come, they're welcome. At, uh, at, at 9.30 at uh, Tiernog, at, uh, next to Moore Square in downtown. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. We will have a good time. Mm-hmm. And also, I have to mention, I'm in another band uh, called Once in Future Kings, and we're also playing a part of SparkCon on Saturday at City Plaza at 6 p.m. And you guys are all welcome to come to that as well. 
Perfect. So where can we find you online if if any of the listeners wanted to go see you anywhere? Facebook, mm-hmm. Vine, Instagram are the, the three Reverb main Nation. ones. That we, yeah, Twitter. Reverb Nation as well if you want to get a listen. Um, but those four in particular are the YouTube. Are, are biggest ones right now. Yeah, we've got, we got our own YouTube channel. There's some there's some live stuff up on there. On Reverb Nation. Bits and really pieces. of us at... Uh, Oh, yeah, over, over at MotorCo. Motor that was really good. That was a fun show. Mm-hmm. Great. So hopefully they will check you out. Hear that, listeners? They're all over social media. So do you guys have anything you want to say to our listeners before we go? Thanks for listening. Yeah, Thanks thank to you. the fans and all the support. We love you. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys soon. Again, tonight, the show is at Tiernan Oak Irish Pub Raleigh, local band, local beer, every week. Featured brewery of the month is Oscar Blues, and we've also got Chit Nasty Band and Field of Mars playing along with Dapper Conspiracy. Again, 9.30. It's going to be beautiful. Song number four, we got our uh, our main character, the wife here. We find out she's uh, about to be a black widow, because when she finds out about what was going on with her brother-in-law... My husband's a dead duck. Poison comes into the equation. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So